We'd like to acknowledge the Ugumba and Gadigal people who are the traditional custodians of the land in which this podcast is recorded on. We'd like to pay respects to the elders, both past and present, of the Bunjalung and Eora nations. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello and welcome to No Judgment, the home of honest conversations and thought-provoking questions without the judgment. My name is Grace. And I'm Shannon. From relationships to pop culture, mental health to social media, we are covering it all. No rules except no judgment. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of No Judgment. How are you, Shannon? Hello, Grace. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Better today than last week. Yeah. (laughs) A bit more upbeat today. (laughs) Yeah. That's good, babe. I know. It comes and goes. Um, Not much. Anything, Anything interesting to share? Um, We went for dinner with some friends last night at their house. And my friend, yeah, my friend's partner is vegan. So we had all vegan food. So we had like, we had vegan duck, which I've nicknamed Vuck. (laughs) (laughs) Funny girl. Um, Vuck. That's very good from you. Thank you. Um, and like stop trying to make it a thing and I'm like, it's a thing. It was actually really yummy. Stop and then trying we to had, make it a thing, Gretchen. Literally, that's what we were saying. <laughs> and then we had um vegan schnitzels as well. Delicious. So homemade or like no, 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 they were out of the box. Yeah, out of the box, I think from Audi. Um, but delicious, loved it. Um yeah, it was just really nice. Nice just to um hang out with some new friends um i love that how do you know these people this is my friend from work yeah my close um friend <laughs> they're actually saying they're like oh yeah matt matt's my friend by the way he was like oh yeah, yeah. um when you mentioned me i was like oh my god i'm that guy from work that's me <laughs> <laughs> i'm like yeah that's shut you. up yeah, matt. Shut up, matt um so <laughs> Matt's from work and then his partner Carl um, lived together. So we just visited them and had a little dinner. So it's very, very cute, very wholesome. They have a very cute little doggy called Alfie as well. So it's just wholesome vibes all around. Oh, we love that. I know. How's how's you going? How's you going? Um, How are you going? going? (laughs) I was just going to say we love some wholesome like winter Mm. dinner party activities. Yeah, I feel like I need to have more people over for like – Dinner and red wines mm. and sitting around the table and yeah, just know, like chatting and just like those tangents and I love that. That's what it was. We were there it's until my like favorite 11. thing to do. And I was like, oh, I've got to be up at like six o'clock this morning. I'm so tired. Yeah, I've got to work. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved it. Loved it, Matt. Loved it, Carl. Thank you for having us. Oh, yeah, I love that. That How is so good. That makes me want to organize that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, do it. With me and my friends. I think I might have to. Yeah. Um, not much to report here. What's been going on? Shannon shit weather chat. We've had just more incredible incredible weather. Winter weather Yay. here. Did you see that story I posted yesterday? When you were at the, at beach? the beach? Yeah. Oh, it was Jelly. so beautiful. It was so, so beautiful. It was like twenty two degrees. <gasps> I was out on a walk. 22. It was like yeah. That's so it was beautiful. Nice. <sighs> no wind. I feel like every time I come to Sydney, I just oh, get like blown away. With wind tunnels. Yeah. So gnarly. <laughs> but he has been really beautiful and just, yeah, very, very grateful to live where I do right now. So that's, that's nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Any recommendations for us this week? Oh, I did have a recommendation. What was it going to be? Let me see if I can find it. Hang on one moment. That's right. I can give you mine while you're <clears throat> searching. Yeah, go for it. I watched the JLo documentary. <gasps> Apparently it's amazing. It I haven't seen it yet. phenomenal. Like watch <sighs> it now. I'm going to watch it tonight. Oh, yeah. my God. Love. And Netflix? The- yeah, yeah. Netflix. Yeah. 
she is an amazing woman. She is incredible Mm. and so much resilience and just so much, oh, like grit and just, oh, like oomph of like just fighting for what she – like she wants and she just and deserves yeah Yeah. Uh, oh my god and then like heartbroken sorry there's a little like i mean not a spoiler but heartbroken when she didn't get the the oscar nominee and it was five white women and she didn't get it and oh my god and i was like why anyway i've got to go watch hustlers now I've got to go watch all the things that she's in now. Um, You've got to go and consume all the JLo content. Straight after that, I made um, Mason and I watched the Super Bowl performance again. And I was like, oh, and, and my God. After, so impressive. Oh, such a good show. After seeing the documentary and then seeing the performance, like Shakira and JLo are very, like, very different performers and they both put on very different shows. Mm-hmm. One's not better than the other, but it, like it, the like the pace is so obvious that it 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 changes when J Lo's on, and then when Shakira's on, it the pace changes, and then J Lo's back, and the pace changes, and you go, "What were the NFL thinking of having two people do this?" Because it's so up and down, and it's and it's not because one's bad and one's good; it's just because they're so different. And I was like, different. Do you know what oh. J-Lo reminds me of? And, I'm again, I'm not comparing the two, but, like, less of a mismatch would be, like, a J-Lo and a Beyonce. And, obviously, mm. like, a Beyonce is not going to share the stage with anybody because she's fucking Queen Beyonce. So yeah. That's fine. Yeah, that's absolutely mm-hmm. fine. But their energy, energy yeah. is certainly a little bit more matched than, say, and I think they're going for, like, the Latina vibes when they put they J-Lo were, yes. and Shakira yeah, yeah, together, yeah. right? That makes mm-hmm. sense. But. I can see what you mean. There's like a disparity between energy levels when it comes to, yeah, their performance. J Lo is like energetic, crazy, jumping around mm-hmm. kind of thing. Whereas Shakira is more like that real, like authentic yeah. sort of Latina yeah. vibe, like the, you know, the hips and you know the whatever. Don't I don't lie. even really know how. Well, literally, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but. But I know I what you mean. Really yeah, know yeah. How to describe it. Yeah, so yeah. it's just so different. But you know, go watch the J Lo documentary on Netflix. That was really good. And then I watched um, the movie Hustle with Adam Sandler in it. That yes. was also really good. I was going to watch that on the weekend, and I didn't get around to oh, it. Was so it good? good? So good. Damn it. We started watching some other movie, and I was like, No, no, mate, I'm not watching this. Um, and then so we put this on and I was like, oh, yeah, like whatever, like a Adam Sandler movie, haha. But I loved it. So good. So yeah, I would – those two that. go recommend – or I've recommended, so go watch. Cool. I'm going to watch those this weekend. Yeah. So um, I've got my recommendation mm-hmm. up and I was watching this on the weekend and I randomly came across it from – like somebody else got recommended this from a podcast and it's by – it's a YouTube series by – guy and I'm gonna get like hung out to dry for not being able to pronounce his last name right and it's really simple but I just don't know if I'm gonna get it right Ryan Trahan 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 whatever anyway he's a huge YouTuber he's got like millions and millions of followers he's American really young guy he's like 23 I'd never heard of him before not really my sort of demographic on YouTube like not the kind of stuff that I watch on YouTube Anyway, he's got this daily series happening at the moment. It's a 30-day challenge where he is trying to get from the west coast of America to the east coast of America, but he started – the challenge is – it's all for charity, which I'll explain in a sec, but the challenge is he had to start with one single penny. So he has to somehow get from LA to North Carolina. Oh, my God. Starting with one single penny. So he doesn't have like anything with him. He's got a backpack with like clothes and stuff in it. He's only allowed to take with him what he can carry. He's got his phone. So he's allowed like phone, data, Mm -hmm. whatever. But he has one single penny and he's raising money for, um, he's trying to raise not a million dollars. His initial target was $100,000. He's like already surpassed that. that. He was trying to do a million meals for like homeless people or whatever. And they were saying that every, every, every penny equals a meal or I don't know the math. Yeah. yeah, Something something like that. that. 
but he essentially has to turn one penny into enough money to make his way across the United States of America. So he does things like he tra- like he he says um you know he goes into like a a random store or whatever and he's like can I have that pen behind the counter for a penny? And the person behind the counter is like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like, here, just take it. Some people he'll explain his mission to. Other people don't give him the time of day. He's like this beautiful, he looks just so young. young, optimistic guy. Yeah. And it's very, um, like, his vlogging style is like a little bit Casey Neistat mixed in with, like, more of a, more of a Gen Z style sort of daily vlogger mm-hmm. as well. Like it's a little bit of both. So is he vlogging on um, his phone? He's vlogging on his phone and he has these two other guys with him. He's got one like an editor and then a guy with a video camera as well. But some of the time he is by himself. He doesn't have to pay for Them. the other okay. two to be able to come with him. He's only got to pay for himself. But like he's on, I think he's on day 21 or day 22 at the moment or that's what's oh, posted yes. on YouTube. Yeah. So I was watching it up until – I think I've watched up until Monday. So what's today? Wednesday. So I've got a couple of days to oh catch God. up on. I'm just on his Twitter, yeah, $778,000 he's raised. Yeah, 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 yeah. Insane. And so one of, one of the clauses in the um, – like – in the concept is that if somebody – so he can work his way up, like he can, yeah, trade things for obviously money or swap things or whatever. If somebody donates $50,000, in like in any one sum, they have to donate mm-hmm. $50,000. doesn't matter how much money he's got. So if he's worked his way up to – I think there's one instance where he's worked his way up to having $200 in his like kitty. Oh if somebody donates $50,000, he gets reset back to a penny. And he loses all that money. Yeah. Why? All because well, it's like Shopify has enticing donated, people. Oh, okay. Shopify's donated sixty nine thousand dollars. So reset. Yeah. 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 So it's been reset a few times since I've been watching it. I reckon maybe three or four times in the first oh my God. eighteen days or nineteen days or whatever it is. And it, I don't know. It's just like it's a great series. It's really well put together. I think maybe because he's just so young, so mm. optimistic, just he's obviously doing it for charity. It's just like a feel-good series yeah. that I'm so, so glad I came across. He's just an absolute sweetheart. And, again, actually bringing it back to something we've already sort of just touched on off the podcast, mm. he is – yeah, 23, but married. We were just recently talking about um, Americans getting married young or married after, like, not not um, being together for very long. I'm like, that stresses me out That's so much so that stressful. you're 23 and married. Wow. I know, but anyway, he seems, he seems great. And it's the first that I've ever sort of seen from him, the first series that I've ever seen from him. So really recommend that. And actually, something that I forgot to mention, on the other end of the trip across America – is he sort of – I think it's like – it's not a bet, but it's like a challenge with Mr. Beast. Do you follow Mr. Beast? No, but I just Have saw you heard about him? on his Twitter something about He's Mr. Like, Beast. He's like – he does all these – yeah, he does all these outrageous YouTube videos, like death-defying YouTube videos mm. and – yeah, oh, yeah, it's – it's intense. If you don't, if you haven't seen Mr. Beast stuff on YouTube, you have to go and watch it. It's insane. He's got millions of followers on socials and things like that as well. He's just out of control, mm. viral. Like, yeah, real, really viral okay, vibes, yeah, yeah. Mr. Beast. Anyway, he obviously set up this challenge with Mr. Beast and said, if I come across and give you a penny from the West Coast of America, I think he has to donate money as well too or something yeah, like that. Like- but the idea is that they're raising money for – uh, families who are homeless or displaced or whatever it might be. So that's so nice. That was such that a wholesome, wholesome thing that I came across on the weekend. Yes, yeah, super super wholesome. So loved that, Love and it's a really vibes. really great little series. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So that's my recommendation Aww. for this week. What a nice recommendation. Yeah. yeah, love that. So get into that for sure. But this week we are just going to do a little bit of a honest chat sort of episode where we're going to ask each other a few different questions they're going to be random questions that are not particularly 
one way sort of or the other. Like they're mm-hmm. just going to be sort of random questions, random life questions, I guess, and we're just going to see where that takes us and what kind of things come up from these random topics that we've sort of gathered. They're just random thoughts that we've had over time. We've sort of been collecting a few different ideas here and there and we thought why not have a little open chat where you guys can get to know us a little bit better and we'll just sort of see what comes from having this conversation. What do you think? I love it. I'm excited. Sounds good. Yeah, a bit nervous. Wish I had a wine. Mm. Uh, all right. All right. Let's start with this one. God, here we go. Have you got the page up as well? Let me get it up. Um, are you just going top from to, uh, top to bottom? No, nah, I'm, I'm going to pick random oh. shit. Are we going to go nah, one? Yeah. Are we going to go one for one? No, nah, we're not going top to bottom. No, nah. but we're going, we're going one. With we're going one for one. Like you do one, I do one. Well, I was I was thinking that. Okay, I was okay, thinking cool. that. I'll hang oh, we'll on. just see how we go. Okay, I've got it now. We'll see how yeah, we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. What makes you the most jealous in life? What do you think that you're like the most jealous of when it comes to what other people might have and what you don't have? Oh my god! Um, I think mine relates to like career at the moment. You're like, I knew she was going to say that. <laughs> so bloody predictable. Um, but I think it does relate to career, especially at this moment in my life. Um, feeling, and I don't know if it's jealousy, but may I think may probably is like feeling like like I want kind of the success and I put success in in in, in commas and quotation marks because you know what is success that's a whole other conversation like wanting the success that other people have and seeing their like their achievements and like their progression and jealous I guess of of the pace that from the outside it looks like it's going really fast and they're doing really well where internally I have no idea what's going on or how long they've been struggling at that or whatever it is but I think it's that like I'm I guess jealous of people that seem to have it easy in a career sense which obviously caveat I know it's not easy for everyone um so yeah I think that's it for me at the moment I think I am most jealous of people who seemingly, and again, it can be said the exact same way Mm. in what you just prefaced your situation with because obviously we don't know what goes on in the inner Mm. workings of people's lives. But from the outside, I think I'm most jealous of the way in which some people seem to ease through relationships And, and not just romantic relationships, relationships with their parents or relationships with themselves or relationships with their kids or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Relationships is such a big thing to me because I've just I've, like, I've just never nailed it mm-hmm. and it seems like everybody else is nailing it and I know that they're not. It makes me a little bit emotional. Like, yeah, it's so tricky. Mm. Because in my logical brain, I'm like, nobody's really got it properly figured out. But it feels like everybody's fucking projecting that they do. And I don't. Yeah. Mm. That's a big one. For sure. Okay, I'll go now. Um, All right. What's something you're trying to unlearn? What is something that I'm trying to unlearn? That's a really good mm. one. There's things that we could all absolutely benefit from unlearning. Mm-hmm. What is something that I'm trying to unlearn? I'm certainly oh, – I would love to unlearn how – like I would love to unlearn impatience. Mm. Is impatience a learned behaviour? Yes, it is. It absolutely is. I would love to unlearn my impatience. It is certainly one of my biggest flaws. Mm-hmm. My impatience with everything. Yeah. Career, kid, relationships, as I just <laughs> yeah. said. Like yeah. impatience in other people. Uh, yeah. Not being on the same timeline as other people, yeah. like that's an impatience thing for me. That's a big one, actually. Yeah, and I, I and that. I and I jump into things quickly. I throw everything in 
to things quickly and that's usually ends up being the demise of whatever that situation might be too, you know, Mm. like whether that's a relationship or whether that's a business venture or whether that's whatever it is. My impatience is certainly something I would love to unlearn. What about you? Um, I think for me, I think it's, and like you brought up a few times to me just in our conversations, but um, saying sorry. Mm-hmm. It's a big yeah, one. Yeah, and I think it's because I, like with my anxiety and stuff, I never want to like piss someone off enough that they leave. And so me saying sorry and making sure everything's okay is like they're not going to leave me, you know. Mm-hmm. Or, or if they do, it's not because of me because I've done kind of everything. But then it will be because, because of me because that's just how my brain works. So yeah. saying sorry for the silliest things. Like, oh, sorry, just just popping in here. Or, oh, sorry, just need, sorry, I've just booked this room at work. You know, it's like, no, I've booked the room at work. Get out, <laughs> you know. Literally. <laughs> like, why should I apologize? And- I was the one that was organized and booked this room a week ago. Check your calendar. Um, so, yeah. Can I tell you yeah. something? Can I tell you something? Once you unlearn to stop saying sorry, it's a slippery slope (laughs) because you don't want to say sorry very often after you unlearn it. I used to be a chronic apologizer. I think like, and we've spoken about this before, it's a thing that's bred into us as women or as little girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as little girls and as women as we get older. And once you unlearn to stop saying sorry it's hard it's to, to go back tricky mm. then to say sorry sincerely okay. because you almost get in this mindset of like and obviously when you need to apologize for something apologize. you apologize yes, sincerely absolutely. of course we're not like don't say sorry but this is like apologizing for things like or like you know i'll interrupt you sometimes if we're talking i go oh sorry and like i actually that's probably not a good example because i feel like sometimes that's warranted but yeah, as I was saying, like the, the one at work or um, oops, sorry, just sending you a message. Can I like have a reminder for this or um, or even things like and actually I feel like we do this to each other when like if we text each other four messages or whatever and we'll be like, sorry. We always apologize. Sorry, I've been you don't busy. need to get back yeah. to me straight away. Yeah, it's like it's actually yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually okay if because I, I know you've got a busy life, you know, I've got a busy life. We've got things yeah. happening. We can't always get back to each other. So when you say sorry, I'm like, literally, it's fine. But I do the same thing. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I've been busy and blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, I feel like I just say sorry a lot. And I, and I feel like I do that in friendships groups as well to keep the peace. Mm-hmm. Like if I offend someone or if I have a, a, a wrong, op- a different opinion, it's like, oh, sorry, but like, you know, I'm like, why am I saying sorry for having a different opinion? You know, like that just shouldn't, I shouldn't be, it's so ingrained in me to say sorry to everything. And, and a couple of people have said this to me throughout my life that I say sorry too much. So it's not like it's a new thing to me. It's like I've slowly, gradually over time, I guess it's it's kind of like sunk in. Like at first I was like, no, no, you're being silly. Like, of course I'm going to say sorry, ha, 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 ha. But um, I think with you recently, like you really like hammered it in, not in like a bad way or anything, but you just like not in a nasty no, 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 way, but just like, like a, a grace. Like, come on, like you kind of just pull me up in it, which I appreciate because I don't spend enough time. I'm not aware of it. Let's say that I'm not aware of it. So you're bringing and it to thing, my attention. And the thing why I would bring it to your attention is because one, I'm very protective mm-hmm. over you and your energy and because you give a lot of your energy to other people but also you're giving away so much of your power by saying when sorry. you say sorry Absolutely. over and over again when there's no need to say sorry for things and the last fucking thing that we need to do as women Less in power. 2022 mm-hmm. is give away any of the fucking power that we have because we still don't have no. enough yeah exactly and that goes that goes so, with like saying oh just this or just that as well and i'm like I need mm. to stop saying the word just. Thanks so much yeah. or like yeah. whatever. I need to stop saying A that. A man never signs off his fucking email saying thanks so much or like. Get back to me when you can. I know, it's, I know, I know you're super busy but can oh you God, like that's possibly me. send through. Sorry yes. to bother you. Mm. Anyway, that's something I need to unlearn. <laughs> great. That's a really good one. I'm glad you thought yeah. of that one actually. That's great. Oh, this is a good okay, one. Go. What scares you the most about the future? Oh my god! <laughs> I had like four things just pop into my head. Um, 
But I guess I like I have a lot of things that scare me, but the first thing that popped into my head mm-hmm. was not being able to have kids. That was the first thing that popped into my head when you said that. Um, and I don't know why. Actually, no, I do know why. I think because Mason and I have spoken about having children and we both want children. Like we've discussed that and that was something we discussed right at the beginning. But then I'm like, what if I what if I can't? Or what if he like he can't or Is that a deal breaker, do you think? No, I don't think guys, so. Personally? I think if That's I think good. if for whatever reason we couldn't get pregnant, we would try other things. It's not a deal breaker. Of we, course. Imagine being in a relationship where a deal, that breaker, was a deal breaker yeah. for either mm. person. Like that's um and I mean and you know, that in some relationships is, yeah. that's valid for mm. sure because some people have certain views and Yeah, but I values. just think and I think it comes back to like I I feel like we've been like we're told to like not get pregnant when you're younger and then it's like then then you hit a certain age and it's like now you can only get pregnant and it's and and you go oh my god like my brain is just going like freaking like freaking out here and then it's like career wise like and if I leave it too late you know will my eggs be okay will I have enough eggs will they be healthy will they be damaged like all these things and I'm just going if I can't have children like oh I've kind of always like and I've kind of always imagined I guess children in my life so like I guess careers always changed or like partner has changed but like the fact that I want children has always been a constant constant. yeah so I'm like that to change will just be so crazy so I guess that sort of scares Mm. me because that was the first thing that popped into my head and isn't that funny Mm. I think if I was to and and this isn't like I'm not picking Mason out for any other reason than he's a male. Mm-hmm. But I think if like Mason was on this podcast with us or if mm-hmm. any other male was on this podcast, that that wouldn't be no. an answer. Like that's a very female, like that's a very female yes. thought to have. And we've Mason and I have, Your have fertility. had this conversation before because I'm I'm old while that still can be important to yes, him, it's that's not just not gonna be a, a concern yeah, per like se. What your experience. But we've had this conversation and I said to him like, cause, uh, cause I'm older than Mason, so I'm, I'm always like, oh, like, you know, if we want to have kids, we've got to think about it, all these kind of stuff. And he's like, I've never had to think about when I'm going to have children. I'm like, yeah, I'm the one that has to carry them for nine months, and then I'm the one that has to recover. So I'm the one that's career is going to have to be put on hold. Um, and I just get stressed about this. When we first started dating, I was like, what's our timeline? Like I need to make sure that I can get a career in before we start having kids. Like, because once I have, I want, yeah, I remember yeah, you used to tell like, me. I want to be able to have like a, a career before kids. Um, and not, I'm not saying that you can't have that after kids, but it's just in my head. That's just what I think. And I feel like I've relaxed a little bit about it now, but he used to be like to me, yeah, I don't, I've never really thought about that. I've never been stressed. I'm like, that's your privilege talking, You've mate. You've never had yeah. to. You don't, you yeah. don't have a time bomb in you. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, it's a scary conversation. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's so ingrained mm-hmm. in us. To think and as feel women. that. Yeah. And it's such a burden to bear too, because as you said, it's like nothing for the men in our lives. Mm-hmm. And again, we're speaking in a, heterosexual text context but yeah it's similar like I've got um actually quite a few like same-sex couples Mm -hmm. as friends one of my best friends is a lesbian and her and her partner have just recently started yeah yeah, doing like doing going through the process of um fertility treatment and things like that and it certainly doesn't discriminate whether you're in a heterosexual relationship or not, her partner was, um, yeah, wanted, wanted kids but openly said that she didn't want to be like the child-bearing one out mm-hmm. of the relationship. She was happy to have kids but she didn't she didn't actually want to go through with like actually being pregnant, pregnant mm-hmm. and giving birth and whatever. And so, yeah, that, that just even narrows it down. You would think that there's even mm-hmm. a level of um, – not luck, but like, you know, if you've got two options yeah. out of a same sex couple who could potentially carry a baby, yeah. have a child, you would think that um, they've got more, in inverted commas again, chances 
of getting pregnant. But, you know, it comes down to personal choice too. Absolutely. Some women don't want to go through pregnancy for whatever reason, don't even really need a reason. Nope. <laughs> but, you know, and now it's come down to the fact that the one that is going to be pregnant has endometriosis oh and God. has, you know, we have all these other kind of factors, not not only the fact of age and biological clock and things yeah, like and that. Yeah, if you're like fertile she's had to undergo, and everything like course, that, yeah, yeah. Literally like fertility mm. or infertility mm-hmm. itself and whatever underlying conditions or existing conditions can impact your chances of having kids as well mm. too, right? It's not just about how old you are or your timeline. It's so many different so things to consider. Factors. So yeah, many. for sure. It's a such a tricky thing to navigate too. And I mean, I was always – I was talking to a friend about this recently actually about – and it's funny that you should just bring it up talking about how you and Mason discussed it quite mm. early. And I actually saw it in an online article that I was reading as well the other day which prompted the conversation with my friend. But we were talking about – when is it too early? And I guess it depends on your age yep. too but and your maturity levels and things like that and, and your relationship too, of course. But when is an acceptable time to talk about whether you want kids or mm. not? You know, like is that a first date conversation? I guess it depends on how old you are. Obviously, the older you are, the quicker you, bring you need it up. to get to yeah. the conversation. But I find it interesting that you and Mason like talked about, and I think that's it's also the nature it comes of down how to we two, met and how we were talking. Of, yeah. yeah, I was going to say communication yeah. levels too, right? Like you guys talked Stop. nonstop. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you get around to that kind of and conversation. Also, but also, like I was like, I'm starting to have feelings for this guy. If I'm thinking of even moving to Melbourne for him, like, of course, completely are we on different. the same page. Or is he just like, yeah, you, you're really great, but I absolutely do not want kids, and I want to stay in Melbourne for the rest of my life. And I, you know, I'm like, oh my god, then we're we're not we're not together. We're not meant to be yeah. together. We're not compatible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. But I think it's really interesting when people have that conversation I just love I love knowing uh, I think it's because I'm not like a gossipy person but I'm like I want to know the intricacies inside how other people's relationships and communication Mm. works I love that like I I don't want to know who's like cheating on each other I don't want to know any of that shit within my personal life or my friends or my you know inner circle or whatever I want to know these like hard conversations that people are having and when are they having them and what's the guy's reaction? Is he wigging out that this girl is, you know, she's Mm. 30 and she's bringing up on the second date over a margarita that she really wants kids but she also has PCOS Mm -hmm. and she doesn't know whether, you know, like this is the kind of shit that I want to talk about. If they're wigging out, dump (laughs) Seriously, I'm sorry. Like if they're wigging out and like have a mature conversation. She's not saying she wants to have kids right now. Yeah, but just like she wants kids, she wants kids, and it's like, a bit of a, it's going to be a bit of a struggle of her struggle because of what she experiences. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, guys, need to grow up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> frustrates me that we women have to f- have to bear the burden, not only the physical burden, but then the emotional, emotional burden, burden of even like, having the fucking conversation. Oh, no, but also just like what we have to go through every month to potentially have a baby. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, we both struggle with oh, that. I just <laughs> as as Shannon holds up the empty packet oh my of god. chocolate oh. that she's just eaten before. There's no chocolate in it. my house. I can't have any, but I need I'll it. Overeats you some. <laughs> oh, milk runner. Yeah. Well, yeah. The last like little thing that I want to say on that too. It's interesting because there's certainly a flip side to this too, right? Because I was one of the only people or only women that I guess I knew who was very vocal and – well, not very vocal, but I would openly discuss my entire life the fact that I actually didn't want kids. Mm. I I never had any feelings of – Like desire Maternal desire, nothing, Mm -hmm. like literally nothing. And and I would never, ever, ever take back the fact that I have Mm -hmm. Aston, like he's – just the best thing and he's my best friend and he's gonna I'm gonna go into in a second like what I'm scared about in terms of the future when it comes back to having a kid but like I still stand by somewhat stand by like I still stand by that girl for all of those years who was adamant that she didn't want kids because I like I still 
without taking away the fact that I have my mm-hmm. little best mate, I, I still stand by that. Yeah. Like I still think that it's really valid for somebody to feel like Absolutely. that for sure. I mean, it's Definitely. such a huge change and you know better than anyone, but like, mm. but like you know, as, as I was saying before, like career stops, all that kind of stuff, you got to figure it out. Like it's – and like, yeah, you just got to like adjust your life because, oop, something's growing inside You've of you. Like – You've got to consider the fact that someday you might be doing it alone. Yeah. That's something to consider. We both are raised by single mm-hmm. mums. Like that's something that you've got to consider mm-hmm. as well, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. It's just like it's a lot to think mm. about. And then, you know, you obviously have – I don't struggle myself with like mum guilt, never have. I just – I don't know if that just – picks on certain women or not but it's just not something that I've ever struggled mm-hmm. with but I certainly was made to feel like you should be feeling like that. or guilty yeah yeah but like when I said that I didn't want kids like this was back in not back you know back mm. in the day but like back when I was <clears throat> a teenager early 20s late 20s well not late 20s like mid 20s yeah. like I was just it was just my view I just didn't I just didn't want kids. Maybe that was based on life experience. Maybe that was based on childhood yeah. trauma. That like doesn't fucking matter what it was based on. That was just, on. That was just my yeah. view. And I just yeah, I was I was just that was mm-hmm. my view. Still kind of is, but you wouldn't change yeah, it. I don't know. It, I was, yeah. I, but and I was made to feel I was made to feel silly for that, you know. So it's like we can't win no, either you way. Can't. I say I don't want kids. I get made to feel like shit. Some people they say kids, they want and kids. And they're like, oh, you're crazy. And they're made to feel yeah. silly. Yeah, literally. It's just can't like win. you can't yeah, win. Yeah, we can't win in this world. For sure. So what, um, what scares you? What scares me the most about mm-hmm. the future? Was that I think the question? that was, yeah. Oh, yeah. What scares you the most about the future? Yeah, it's – there's a few things mm. obviously that come to mind for me for sure. I think mine is based around a lot of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. I have no issues bringing up a child by myself mm-hmm. for sure. That's not the issue. I think a lot of things come to mind but they're all based around my son mm-hmm. for sure. You get this like it's funny. I say that I'm not maternal and I'm not even particularly maternal still mm-hmm. now. I, I just – don't I didn't consider myself maternal when he was a baby, a toddler. I really look forward to <clears throat> the older years of his life. Mm-hmm. Like I really can see us bonding quite a lot as he gets a little bit older. Like, you know, people tell me all the time, Oh, you're crazy. He's not gonna want to talk to you when he's a teenager or whatever. But I beg to differ. <laughs> I think I'm You're pretty cool. I think I'm <laughs> I think I'm pretty cool. <laughs> if I do say so myself. But even things like 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 a lot of the time it comes back to relationships for me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to I don't want to do anything to taint our relationship before it gets to be epic. Like I want to have an epic relationship with him as adults. Mm-hmm. Have a really like have a much better relationship with my own parents as an adult and I think that's inherently how we all yeah. sort of move through Good. childhood or being a yeah. teenager and it all comes down to hormones and, and growth then understanding and like that, that that's what the best for you <laughs> of course yeah. of course I've never appreciated my mother yeah. so much until I was mm-hmm. a mother myself mm-hmm. like it's insane how it works I like I'm still perplexed by the idea of the fact that I could never have appreciated yeah. her as much yeah. as I do right mm-hmm. now And it's not until you have a lived experience as a parent yourself Mm -hmm. that you can quite understand just how much they sacrifice for you. But the other thing that scares me, I guess, outside of that relationship with him is and, you know, some people who who might listen to this podcast might, not that they wouldn't Mm -hmm. agree with this, but like a lot of the environmental stuff is getting me these days. And, again, it comes Mm -hmm. down to... Aston, are you, like, do you? Yes, do you, does, yes. Like, does Actually, the environmental crisis come to mind I've for you this, when you think I about having kids? I'm like, what are my kids and I know going that's a very to fucking, grow up in? It's a very lefty millennial thing to say. Blah blah blah. I know people are going to fucking say whatever. I'm but sorry. That it's shit scary. comes to my mind. The fact that they're come, telling us what's going to happen and like we only have until what 2030 or whatever it is to like save the planet for the next generation. I'm like. 
I don't want to bring up kids in a world that's burning and that's flooding and that's, you know, they can't get food and they like, there's all these struggles. Like, what's the point? Like, yeah. Yes, I want to have children, but if that's the world they're going to live in, like, it's it that scares me. That terrifies me too. And I don't have children at the moment. <laughs> it's just not a nice thought. I just don't like the unknown. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I don't like change <laughs> and I don't like unknown. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. I don't like not knowing what's coming. <laughs> and I'm, I mean, um, I, sorry, I, didn't, I, I, don't, didn't, I don't think I didn't many mean people to laugh, do. laugh at that. I'm just like. That's Laugh. not a hot take. <laughs> yeah, but yes, do you know what no, I mean? No, I get, like yeah. when it comes to that environmental stuff, I'm kind of like I don't really care about me. But like I've told you, I quite enjoy plane turbulence. I'm, I'm fucking pretty happy. <laughs> Shannon's <laughs> going down. She's fine with that. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, but. <laughs> write me up an article. Like my hometown will write up a sweet article in the local newspaper that. <laughs> oh, my God. Local, local girl goes down in fiery fucking crash. Sure, yeah, she was pumped, <laughs> the last text she sent. <laughs> but for my yeah. kid, I'm a little bit more like, well, that's kind of fucked that I brought him into this world and he didn't really get yeah. a choice. And now he has to deal with now it. Now everything's just sucks. Yeah. That's kind of bullshit. That's a very valid fear. I um, I can relate, even though I don't have children. <laughs> well, something to think about. So, don't reconsider. So I know many you want things kids. to think that's about. Fine. Oh, God. So true. All right, you're up. Um, not having a plan, good or bad. Oh, <laughs> I saw it. I was like, Shannon would love this one. <laughs> I don't have a plan. <laughs> Although, mm. can I tell you, I've never had a plan. I've never had you a plan. Phoebe from Friends, you Does never that, had a plan. <laughs> I've never had a plan. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's probably another... Another floor of mine. I don't think it's yeah, don't necessarily a, a floor. Not having a plan. Says the most like strategic and like no, planning no, no, planner. No. I'll, I will be able to ever. defend myself later. <laughs> <laughs> Not having a plan. Um, yeah, that's a tricky one. Because I am certainly type A. So... I have short-term plans, if that makes sense. I'm a short-term planner. I like to know play by play by play. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm the itinerary girl. Like I'm the planner of the girls' trips. I'm the planner of all the hens' parties. I'm the – I'm the party planner. I'm the party hoster. I go out and I make the reservations and I book the Airbnbs and I tell everyone to be here on the bus at X, Y, Z. Like I'm that person. Yep. Do I have a life plan? No, I do not have a life plan. Please submit your life plans for (laughs) Shannon at nojudgmentpod at gmail.com. Tell me what to do with my life. That would be greatly appreciated. Over to you, Grace. I don't have a life plan either, okay? Bullshit. I, I don't. I have like an idea of what I would want, but like, and I feel like I'm less planny now than I've ever been in my life. Does that make you feel anxious, or does that make you feel free? I think I've come to the to terms that it's making me feel free. I I fi- and how does that make you feel? Does that make <laughs> you feel like okay, or does that make you feel like? This is a strange feeling. No, I feel like of letting go a little bit. It's definitely weird to like let go a little bit because I've always been very sure. uptight. I think mm-hmm. um, I'm like you. I like to know my pay, the play by play on my day. Like this week, what am I doing? When are we recording? Mm-hmm. When am I going to work? When mm-hmm. am I going to the gym? When am I having time to watch Real Housewives? That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to like life plans, I I have things that I want to do, and I have like rough ideas of when I want to do them by but before mm-hmm. I would have been like right by 24 I'm like 24 I'm moving to London 26 I'm moving back to, to Perth 27 I'll meet my boyfriend or whatever it is and 28 I'll get married like I kind of had that all planned out mm-hmm. when now I feel like I'm a little bit more go with the flow and my friends will probably laugh and say no you're not Grace but and Mace will probably laugh and say no you're not Grace but I feel like I've progressed and become more go with the flow and I think mm-hmm. that's okay because life changes and 
yeah, you just have to kind of, like if you're so stuck on like, and I mean, if this works for people, then great. But for me, being so stuck on something and then being disappointed, like because it changes, is like mm-hmm. soul crushing and just so hard to get over that it's like I need to be a little bit flexible so that if a global pandemic hits and I can't move to London anymore, it's okay. You know, like you'll be fine. Life's not, you know, you'll meet the love of your life essentially. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I think I'm a, like a, I think I'm like a six month planner. Yep. But then beyond that, I just, yeah, there's things that there's like bucket list things that I want to do now. I think that's also fine because you're like mid twenties. I think that's this having is six so months bad. planned. I'm, so, I'm like, I feel so old. <laughs> I know I shouldn't have said it, but I, feel so old. <laughs> I think because maybe you have such high you previously had mm. such high expectations of where I would be those at 26. stages. Yeah, that's definitely what For it sure. is. And I haven't For reached sure. those. So now I'm like, wow, I'm a failure, but it's actually like, you're not. You're and in my logical not. brain, I know I'm not. But then you, you get, you know, the, the whole comparison comes out and you start looking at everyone and, you know, you start saying, as I was saying before, that the whole career thing and who's doing what and how like all these people that look successful from the outside um so yeah <laughs> yeah for sure all right what if anything do you find overrated in relationships it can be anything so it can be like a societal pressure that is put on relationships it could be some people find things like date nights overrated depending on where your values lie I can go first yeah, you if you go like. First. This is a hard one. Yeah, this one is really easy for me. I think that this day and age and probably in the last 10 years, I guess this is specifically based around for sure social media is the most overrated thing for me in relationships. Mm-hmm. That is like that's yeah. just the easiest question ever and I think maybe that's why I asked <laughs> you that because I just have my answer straight away easily easily you like you cannot tell me that the trope of not so good relationships are the ones that predominantly generalizing for sure but the not so good relationships or the more insecure relationships are the ones that we see on social media the most and the ones that potentially keep things to themselves a little bit more absolutely are the ones that mean the most to people like if I'm if I'm keeping something to myself like just for myself it's almost because I want to protect it like I want and I do that with my friendships as well like I don't I don't blast all of my inner workings of my nearest and dearest Mm. online because I want to protect them. I want to keep them as close to me as humanly possible because, and I mean, this is probably a little bit fear-based, but I just, I don't want anything to happen to them. I, I want to try and preserve those relationships and friendships as much as I possibly can. Is that crazy of me to not want to, like just splash everything all. all over Instagram every five minutes. I just feel I like it's quite healthy. Like that's I mm. think so too. Some people don't feel and that way, and it that's okay. <laughs> I think that's that's fair enough for sure. But also, don't like, don't I don't know. Don't be offended. What's it? Yeah. If I'm not, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, also, oh, you're saying like, would you be offended if Mason never like never. <clears throat> I mean, he's not yeah. on Instagram that much anyway, I guess. Mm, I don't think I don't think I would be because I'm not a super over poster. You poster, know, yeah, so it's for like sure. uh, I feel like the one thing that I'll preface this with is obviously people that have Instagram as a job. Like uh, if they yeah, yeah, if, yeah. if you go on fucking Love Island and and your job Instagram, is to post shit about your you relationship yeah, on yeah. Instagram, 
of course you're going to yeah. post shit about your relationship on Instagram. But you're also opening yourself up to a lot of fucking criticism mm-hmm. and a lot of people having their opinions on your relationship or whatever you're doing or, you know. Yeah, exactly. I just don't want that ever. No. I don't want anybody to rain on my parade ever. I just want to keep my sacred things. Yeah, you just don't want the opinions and the outside world. I to, just don't. Yeah. Of course. I just don't need it. Like, yeah. I don't need no, that energy. Absolutely. Can I take your answer? Because <laughs> I think, because I, I, don't, I don't know what the over, most overrated thing in a relationship is that I would think of. What are some other ones yeah. that I think of? Um, I don't know. I mean, like the whole like gender stereotype stuff of who does what and everything, like that's a bit overrated for me and just like disgusting because Mason and I are quite equal in what we do and out, out, yeah like, I think the word is yes, outdated yeah, yeah. outdated yeah for sure but like Mason and I are very equal in for what sure. we do and like we, we have certain things we like to do so we do those and but he's never yeah. been like wise did not on the table or <laughs> or anything mm. like that you know um yeah yeah the performative aspect of relationships is probably the most overrated thing I think yeah I just I agree with what you were saying it just yeah, also, also, yeah, I, I like, I don't know, like, personally for me, when I've been most insecure in relationships, that's when I've posted the most about them or I, I so remember when I was in high school, I posted something like probably a month before my high school boyfriend and I broke up and I knew what I was doing. I was like, we're not in a good place everything's fine everything's fine yep we're not in a good place i'm gonna tell everybody everything's fine literally but everything, everything is, is so not fucking fine. The <laughs> and um and i just so remember the, I, I remember i know i can like see where i was when i posted it because of the the feeling of being like i've got to do something to like make make everything okay and like make me feel better about this and everything um so yeah i think i agree with you there for sure for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, um, your turn. Should this be the last one? Last yeah. question. Okay, it's got to be a goodie. Um, oh, my God. I don't know what to do. What is a key ingredient to life that you need to feel happy? What is a key ingredient to life to keep me that happy you need to feel life? happy? There's so, mm. big, like, so many different things you could say. Yeah. But what is the what is the number one? Hmm. I think for me, and this is a very like basic thing, but it's um, um, it's connection with people and like deep connection with people. I think, like, I think if I don't have people around me that I feel comfortable with or I can't kind of talk about whatever with or I can't be myself with. I get really depressed and then I and then like that also comes into like and I think maybe it's my whole like anxiety thing of like step like um abandonment issues but like if if people are like connecting with me they want me in their life and so I am valuable. Issue, that's an issue there that I've got to sort out. Um, but yeah, connection with people and I don't know, I just like just knowing that I'm loved, <laughs> which sounds a bit sad, but it's like it's just knowing that I'm valuable and loved in people's lives. I think that's what makes me happy. And if I have that, then I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. I agree mm. completely. But then it's like if you don't have that, mm. are you unhappy? I If you take that away, like if I was to say Yeah, I would be. We take I a, would be. Yeah. yeah. And I and I think it was yeah. evident when um I moved to Melbourne and not just lockdown, but like my group of friends that I had in Perth. Well, obviously not there because they're in Perth. And so I didn't mm-hmm. feel the connection to them that I had in Perth. And 
and and same now like I don't feel the same connection and obviously I couldn't because I'm not living in the same city as them so I'm not creating memories all the time with them and when I go back it's like mm-hmm. nothing's changed so it's not an issue but like there are moments where I'm like oh my god like the the connections draining and I'm mm-hmm. going to be less relevant I'm going to be less valuable to them and mm-hmm. so I'm not going to be loved and that that really upsets me and makes me a bit like very anxious and that's you know my whole anxiety stuff but yeah that I think if it is taken away that makes me really unhappy yeah Mm. that's interesting that's a good answer that's Mm. a deep (laughs) answer that's a good one what do I think I need the most in life to be happy I think just a good margarita (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god a great tequila oh a very very great tequila along with i'm mm. very similar um very similar in that i need i almost need and it's weird because i i don't think that i display this because i think that my hyper independence mm. is showing probably a little bit too much lately and it always has done and it always rears its head when I probably need the most support but potentially yeah like somewhere along the lines of Mm -hmm. connection support like I don't need anybody there sort of physically I guess but just to know yeah that that people give a Mm. shit does that make me happy though? I don't know if that makes me happy. Look, I'm going to go pretty superficial. Having like genuinely having a fun, relaxed time with my girlfriends or if I'm just with somebody that I care about and there's no, like I don't feel, if I'm not in a state of, fright or flight Mm. or flight or fright or whatever it is like if I'm just in a completely relaxed Mm -hmm. state and I feel like I can be myself around people I think that's the key ingredient to being my happiest I love that like if I close my eyes and think about like being in the sunshine having a cocktail with some of like my best friends in the entire world that is just bliss Mm. Honestly, that just that makes me feel warm and fuzzy on the inside or, you know, sharing a meal with somebody that I care about and genuinely enjoying somebody else's presence Mm -hmm. and just feeling like I think because a lot of the time my body is in a constant state of stress just because Mm -hmm. of life reasons those very, very small periods of time where I can be mm-hmm. relaxed and feel like myself. And I describe it to people all the time. I've said it on this podcast before. Feels like sunshine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In a really dark, gloomy, cloudy mm-hmm. day, week, month, those little tiny pockets of sunshine are what genuinely bring me the most happiness. It's not like going out and buying a designer bag or going on an extravagant holiday Mm. or or like those things are nice but having time spent and I think too like quality time is a huge one for me. Oh, my God, that is my love language for sure. Yeah. If somebody makes time for me, I'm like putty in your fucking (laughs) hands. Do you know what I mean? You're you're speaking my language. You're speaking my language. And not even – and not even just in a relationship mm-hmm. setting. Like when my friends make time for me, I'm always the person that's like at the end of the night, thank you so much yeah. for coming like this. And I think people think I'm taking the piss a lot of the time, but displaying gratitude like that is so important mm-hmm. to me because if you are with me, it obviously means that you give yeah. a shit. Like I'm sure you can you can say the same thing. Like when you get to have that connection time yeah, with your absolutely. friends or family or whoever it is that loves you, you just have this – I always get this immense like washing over of gratitude and I'm just like, 
it is so fucking cool to have a select few people in my life who actually give a shit enough to one check in on me to actually set aside the time like we're yeah. all busy busy everybody's yeah. busy right everybody's super busy and if you can't make time for people that you love and people that you care about in your life then that just a bit sad has yeah. no place in my yeah well it has no place in my mm. life you know so when when I do get that and I get it everybody's super busy so we only do it every yeah. now and then but I think it's important to yeah, for and sure. Cherish those moments that in the moment as well. Yeah, of I'm course. so with you there. Of course, oh, that was really lovely. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad we did this yeah. episode. That was so nice. We actually have so many mm-hmm. other points too that we Talk could about. do again. So we might do like another episode like this. In a, yeah. So why not? Couple Pretty of weeks. vulnerable. Why not? <laughs> I think so. I think Be that was fully good sweating. Are you fully sweating? Grace is so fucking stressed out. Cortisol levels are through the roof. <laughs> She's stressed. All right, guys, we're going to leave it there for today. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok, No Judgment Podcast. We are No Judgment Pod on Twitter and No Judgment Pod at gmail.com. We want to hear from you guys. We want to hear your answers to mm-hmm. those things. We can play them on the pod. Send us through a voice note or an email so that we can read them out. We've got some really fun stuff actually coming for you not next week but probably the week after so that will be so good can't wait to hear from you guys and actually hear your voices on the podcast we will talk to you later bye, bye everyone